You're listening to a Pawn Further Review presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal, we've done it. Week one is finally here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for our first, put it in caps, put it in the lights of the Las Vegas Stein, however you want to do it. Our first regular season edition of Upon Further Review, brought to you by the good people at Coors Light. And man, I, I come into the studio today, as we record this on a Thursday morning, and you just feel different, right? You feel, you feel the energy in the building, you feel the energy in the studio, people ready to go, fired up. Because we have made it through the long desert of the offseason, however many months it was since the Raiders last played a meaningful football game. But now it's time. It is time to do it for real. Your Las Vegas Raiders open up the 2022 regular season this Sunday at 1.25 p.m. Pacific time at SoFi Stadium, taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. And yes, we have a lot to get to. We have many, many things to discuss. And I got to say, Week one is exciting for everyone. You got to bring the juice week one. You feel a little extra oomph when you wake up, you come to work. And we had to bring the juice this week for our first regular, regular season edition of the pod. Just a few minutes. We're going to play our interview with Max Crosby. Yeah, that Max Crosby, number 98 for your silver and black. And dude, it is always a pleasure to sit down with my guy. My guy who has come a very long way since he was that skinny dude from Eastern Michigan in the uh, Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. Now a bona fide superstar, a dude who can do it all, really, on the defensive line. And it was such a treat to catch up with him. But before we get to Max, before we talk about week one, everything in between, we got, we got to begin like we always do. Got to pay some bills with our transactions presented by Shift4 Payments. Since we last spoke last week, the Raiders have made the following moves. On September 2nd. The Raiders released linebacker Tay Davis and tight end Jacob Hollister from the reserve injured list. On 9-5, the Raiders signed defensive tackle Kyle Pico to the practice squad and released defensive lineman Tyler Lancaster from the reserve injured list. And then just the other day, on September 6th, the Raiders signed wide receiver Keelan Cole, friend of the program, and guard Alex Bars to the practice squad and released defensive end Zach Van Valkenburg, tremendous name, from the practice squad and placed offensive lineman Vitaly German on the practice squad injured list. So uh, just a few things to dive in there. Number one, I think the most, uh, I don't want to say the biggest, but something that caught my eye, Keelan Cole, back, back in business. We have talked about it a lot, a lot, a lot over the past month about the talent in that wide receiver room. Who was ultimately going to win those spots on the active roster? Was it going to be T. Billy, DJ Turner, Keelan Cole? Who was it going to be? Well, ultimately, the first iteration of the roster, it was T. Billy and DJ Turner holding down those spots. But just a few days later, the silver and black could not be taken out of the blood of Mr. Keelan Cole, and he is back on the practice squad. And I think this is an important move for a variety of reasons. One, you can never have enough talented players on your football team. Simply cannot. Doesn't matter if they're on the 53, doesn't matter if they're on the practice squad, doesn't matter if they're on the injured list and they're working their way back. You cannot have enough talented dudes. And Keelan Cole, an incredibly talented dude. I am glad that he is back in the mix. I am glad that he is going to be able to keep getting better and improving and learning this system over the next couple of days, weeks, and months. And you never know. You never know when he is going to be called into duty or any of the guys on the practice squad for that matter. And if I were a betting man, which I am not, 
I would I would say at some point this year, you are going to see Keelan Cole active on a game day. He is going to make some catches for your Las Vegas Raiders, and he is going to be a player, no pun intended, out there on Sunday when, when things start rocking and rolling. And I'm excited to have him back, man. I made it no, uh, no secrets about it. I really like what he brought to the field. I really like what he brought to this team during training camp and during the preseason. I really like the, the, like the guy personally as well. So very, very excited that he is going to be back. Or I should say he already is back. He's in the building and he was at practice the other day. So shifting out from our transactions and the business of the week and all the things we got to do into the fun stuff, into the meat and potatoes of what is going to be an incredible ride. An incredible journey in 2022. The Las Vegas Raiders open up the regular season in just a few days' time, taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, the storylines are immense. There's no shortage of things to be intrigued by, to be excited about. It's the first game of the McDaniels Ziggler era. We're saying hello to some old friends in the form of 50 Deuce, friend of the program Khalil Mack. We are going back to Los Angeles, a place that is ingrained in the DNA of this building, of this franchise, of this organization, however you want to call it. A lot going on. Great quarterback duel, Herbert v. Carr. Like I said, there is no shortage of things to get to. But I think for me, when I look at week one, and it definitely isn't like the sexiest thing, but I think it's something that bears us discussing. As we go into week one, and we're recording this on a Thursday morning, call it a touch before 9.30 a.m. in the morning. There's not a single name on the Raiders injury report. Not one. Nothing. No one's coming back from a hammy. No one's got a knee that's a little tender. Nothing. Now, if you head on over to Raiders.com, which I encourage all of you guys to do, I mean, frankly, every day, it's your one-stop shop for all Raiders news and notes and everything in between. But you head on over to the Raiders.com injury report. And you pull it up. And our good friend Rachel Gossin put it together this week. You look at it. There's a little, uh, little table that's built out there. Position, player, injury, days of the week, et cetera, et cetera. It's just a blank table. There's nothing there. Like she built this table out. The table looks great. But what is included in the table? Absolutely nothing. Not one player, not one name, not Derek Carr or the number or the 53rd guy on the roster. The Raiders are going into this game as healthy as they can possibly be. And it's another tired cliche that you're always going to be your healthiest going into week one. Well, the Raiders are, are living it, right? They are living and breathing proof of that right now. Not one name out there. So the Chargers, for all intents and purposes, are going to get the best shot from the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I think, to be fair, there's only three names on the Chargers injury report. Pretty big names, or one pretty big name, I should say. J.C. Jackson is the big one, right? We've talked about that a lot, a lot, a lot over the past couple weeks. Will he play? Won't he play? If yesterday's injury report was any indication, it's trending in the direction that he will likely not be out there as he didn't play with, or excuse me, didn't participate in practice with an ankle injury. But all you want going into week one you're not going to be the, you're not a finished product, right? Like it doesn't matter if you're the Raiders, the Niners, the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Bucks, or one of the other, you know, 20 some odd teams in the NFL. No one is a finished product when this thing kicks off on, uh, on Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning, depending on where you're at. What you want, though, you want to feel like you are prepared, 
you are ready to go, and you're going to give someone, whatever your opponent is, whoever your opponent is, your best shot. The Chargers are going to get that from the Las Vegas Raiders, right? Josh McDaniels, Patrick Graham, Dave Ziegler, everyone in the building, they have full access to every single person on their roster, a roster that was meticulously put together over the past couple months. You're not going to have to worry about, oh, is so-and-so dealing with a leg injury? I don't know how good they're going to be. Ah, so-and-so, they're dealing with the the ribs. They're not going to be at 100%. No, 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 no. You're going to get 100% from your guys. And I cannot wait. And make no mistake about it, man. This is going to be a tough game. I'm excited to see all of you, Raider Nation, in full regalia come Sunday. Because let's not get it twisted. I said at the top, Los Angeles is a city deeply ingrained in the DNA of this organization. And because of that, we see a lot of you guys in the city of Angels. And I have a feeling, and I'm not one for proclamations or the hot takes or getting people all up in arms, right? I'll just say this, though. If history is any indicator, we are going to see a lot of silver and black jerseys in the stands Sunday afternoon, and I cannot wait to see what the percentage is. I can't wait. I'll leave it at that. I'm not even going to say it's going to be 60 or 70 or 41, whatever the percentage is. I think it's going to be a high percentage, and I'm excited to see what you guys do. I'm very, very excited to see what this look like, excuse me, what this looks like, what this sounds like on week one, and it's going to be an absolute blast. Returning to stuff we're going to see on the field, though. Like I said, no shortage of storylines. And we'll get to our, our guy Max Crosby here in just a second. No shortage of storylines. But one thing that I'm, I'm excited to see is this Devontae to Derek connection. We've talked about it a lot. I don't want to say we've talked about it too much, but we have talked about it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Since Devontae arrived in Las Vegas, it has been the number one thing that we have all wanted to see in real life. The connection. The Fresno State connection, the friendship connection, the two guys that are, are at the top of their game connection. And for good reason, we didn't see it during the preseason. Those dudes didn't break a sweat in the preseason. Yeah, they might have broken a sweat in the pregame warm-ups, but they did not see meaningful action, nor should they. And so we're going to see this thing for real. And I cannot wait. It'll be really exciting. And I think that the kind of caveat to that is, you know, and I said that, you know, you never really get the finished product of a football team come week one. You just don't. And that's, that's fine. That's not, you know, an indictment on anyone. That's just reality, right? And I think that we just need to remember that that is the case for Derek and Devontae as well. Now, would I love more than anything to see the, those guys connect for two touchdowns and for Devontae to go off for 185? Absolutely I would. Come on, man. I would love that. I'm just saying, let's preach patience. Let's preach the fact that this is a marathon, not a sprint that we have a long way to go before this team ultimately figures out who they're going to be and what they can accomplish in 2022. But I'm excited, man. And I'm just going through our, our notes. Our public relations staff does a fantastic job of putting together a weekly release. And one thing that is uh, that kind of caught my eye is all time, the Raiders are 5-3 and three in week one games against the Chargers. That's pretty good, right? You know, it's a winning percentage. That's you know, I'm not good at math, but I call it like, it's north of 50%, right? It's a winning record. But what I'm excited for and what I'm looking for is that for this team, 
And granted, the, the Raiders have gone through a lot over the past couple of years. There have been a lot of iterations of this roster, a lot of iterations of this coaching staff, front office, et cetera, et cetera. Since 2019, the Raiders are 3-0 and in week ones. Haven't lost a week one game since 2018. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head who that was. It's not coming to mind. But 3-0 and since 2019. And there is a really short list of teams that can kind of put that feather in their cap. The Raiders are 3-0 since 2019. The Chargers are 3-0 since 2019. So a streak will be snapped on Sunday unless we live in that bizarro world of a tie, which, you know, we can't even discount at this point after what we saw at the end of last year. The Kansas City Chiefs are 3-0 in Week 1 since 2019. The Los Angeles Rams are 3-0 since 2019 in Week 1s as are the New Orleans Saints and the Seattle Seahawks. So if I do my quick math, that's six teams out of the 32 in the NFL that have this nice little week one streak going. And I am pretty, pretty excited to see what that looks like and feels like come Sunday. And I give this caveat every year. I kind of, I, I don't want to say I hedge my bets, but I just say the team that you are week one is not the team that you're going to be week 17, week 18. So if the Raiders go out and they win by 100 on Sunday, yeah, I'll be dancing around you know, my house. I'll be having a great time. Energy will be high. But I will just encourage you guys, even keel, baby. Even keel. Similarly, similarly, I should say, if the Raiders go out and they don't have their best day on Sunday and they were to you know, lose by 35, I don't think they're going to do that, but even keel. Week one is not an accurate indicator of who you're going to be or what you're going to accomplish in a season. It's just not. Week one is weird, brother. That is the only way to describe it. It is exciting. It is exhilarating. But it is weird. You know what week one reminds me of? Week one, remind, week one I should say, in the NFL reminds me of every week of college football. Because you're going to get just shenanigans, weird stuff, guys that haven't played. I mean, Colton Miller is a perfect example of this, right? Derek Carr, Colton, Max, who we're going to talk to in just a sec, I promise. Darren Waller. These are guys who have not played in a football game since January. We're recording this on September 8th. It is a long time. It is not going to be the cleanest game. It is not going to be the crispest game. Now, if the preseason is any indication, Josh McDaniels is going to have these guys dialed in in terms of the little things, the small details. I think we talked about it at, at nauseum, but the small details, the focus on doing the little things right was so nice to see over the past month of the preseason from Coach McDaniels and his staff really implementing that into the 53, or I should say at that point, the 90, whatever number we were at. But it's going to be weird. And throw in the fact that it's Raiders-Chargers, which seems to always be weird, the most bizarro of games, and I mean that in the best possible way, it's going to get funky. going to get funky on Sunday afternoon, and I cannot wait. I feel like I've said that a lot. Like, I, I just I can't wait. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to do it, though, man. It has been a long offseason. It's been a great offseason, but make no mistake about it. It has been a grind of an offseason. You heard Devontae Adams talk yesterday, shameless plugler. You can listen to his full press conference on the Raiders Podcast Network on the Raiders Press Pass uh, audio channel, pod channel. But he said, look, man, we were here before everyone else this offseason. This training camp felt like 37 weeks. It was a long training camp. The Raiders had a longer camp than anyone in the NFL. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to buckle in for the next 17, 18 weeks. I'm ready to, to put the blinders on. 
I'm ready to turn my phone on Do Not Disturb, Do Not Disturb and play some football. That is what I am ready for. This is what we love. This is the reason that we work where we work and we do what we do for this next 18 weeks. And then you hope at the end you've earned enough wins to go do it again in the postseason. But man, it's time to buckle up and it's time to go do this for real. Uh, speaking of someone that's also ready to go do this for real and is way more ready to do this than I am, our pal Max Crosby. It was an absolute treat to talk to him. I've made it no secret. He is one of my favorite people that has ever walked through the doors of either this building or 1220 in Alameda. A guy who does it the right way, who stands for the right things, and is just a certified badass out there on the football field. So, without further ado, I've rambled long enough. Enjoy our conversation with number 98, Max Crosby. Max, I was thinking yesterday when we found out you were going to come join us, I was just kind of thinking of the journey a little bit in terms of you had the year in Oakland, right? And then each of these three now going into year three in Vegas, like it feels like the start of each of those years was so unique and so different, right? You think back to that final year in Oakland, like we all knew that was going to be the final ride in, in the East Bay. And each year now coming into Vegas has been so unique in its own way. Like as we get ready for week one, the official start of doing this thing for real, like how do you kind of look at 2022 for not only Max Crosby, but for, the, but for this team too? Yeah, honestly, uh, it's funny you said that because I feel the same way. Like every year is like its own different storyline. It feels like in a, it's exciting in a way because, you know, new like new challenges and things like that. Like I, I feel like I need that, you know, individually, just like getting new challenges to stay, you know, find a new reason to get motivated and, and things of that nature. And I feel like that's just natural. Um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's a it's another opportunity, you know, as as a team, as an organization, um, to go out there and, and be at our best. And you know, we obviously we brought in guys like Devonte Chandler. You know, everyone's super excited. You know, you can feel the energy. Like I feel like my family is <laughs> they're like hit me up every day. My cousins, everyone's talking about it. Like we're so you know we cannot wait to the season. Everyone's trying to come to the games, and it's like. You know, as a player, like, you kind of forget about it sometimes. Like, I, you don't forget about it, but it's like when you're in it, you know, every single day, like, you don't realize, like, when you take a step back and look at it from the outside, like, how much people really love, you know, what we do. So, like, that gives me motivation, like, knowing, you know, my family and a whole fan base, a whole, you know, whole states, you know, Nevada, California, everyone, like, they live and die by Raider football, and it's like, you know, it, it just it fires me up and, you know, it just gives me more motivation to go out there and, and continue to work hard every single day and be be at my best. Is there a fine line for a player? You talk about the excitement and, and your your family's hitting you up. And obviously you, you feel the excitement in this city right now yeah. for week one. And obviously week two is going to be crazy here at Allegiant Stadium. But like, is there a fine line between understanding that excitement, understanding like, yeah, people are fired up. They're ready to do this thing. But like we also have a job to do and we also have to kind of stay in the moment more or less. Yeah. You know, I feel like. uh it's you know as a professional like you have to you have to find that balance you know I feel like and it does take time and it's like trial and error in a way um I remember as a rookie like I just showed up and I was you know ready to you know just have fun at practice I wouldn't you know I wasn't doing a ton of extra work and things like that I always went hard but like you know family wise I didn't know how to manage you know from family friends it was just like all I was just trying to make everyone happy and do everything and then my second year like you know, the COVID year, boom, nothing's going on. And then you're like by yourself. You're like, damn, I have no fan. Like nobody going to the games. It's like, it was a lot different. But I feel like over time, like you real, you know, you start to realize like your routine is like everything. And like for me, um, 
I feel like I do a good, a, you know, a really good job nowadays with like managing it. Cause like my family and my friends and I, there's so many people that they want to come see me play and they want to come to Vegas and want to stay at the house. I'm not, I'm just like, they know what it is with me. Like, I'm not like, <laughs> I feel like people look at me from the outside and like, you know, think I got like the, you know, I'm outgoing and just hang out and do whatever. But like, I'm really like, especially during the season, like I'm a big loner. Like I really like to be focused. Like I'm, I'm at home, like Rachel hardly even talks to me <laughs> and she's okay with that. Like, that's why I love her because she understands where I'm coming from. Like during the season, there's nothing more important on this planet than being at my absolute best every week. And I have a very strict routine. I do the same things. And this is not just during the season. This is from when I start my off season, this is February. So like, I'm a little crazy in that way, but like, I feel like that's what you gotta, you you gotta be that way to be at the top of your game. So like, that's what kind of motivates me. But like, like I was saying, I'm kind of rambling, but like, especially with family and routine and stuff like that, like you really had to set boundaries with certain people and realize like, listen, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like you're not coming out here and, you know, staying in my yeah, house. There's like, a time listen, for everything. There's right? a time yeah. for everything. Like I gotta, I'm, I'm locked in. I gotta, I'm trying to be my best. And when I'm, 35, I'll go visit you. You can come visit me. I'm going to be chilling. I'm let's let's make it 45. How about that? Uh, yeah, All maybe, right, 22. Come on. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. I'm putting the line, you know, not putting the no, I know. ceiling I know. on it. But, yeah, it's just, you know, you got to just have that routine and it, understand it. But it's when you bring up that routine, and I've told the story a bunch of times, where that day where you signed the extension, I was here super early. We had something going on in the studio. So I rolled in, and I was like, I don't know, like 6.15, 6.30. Mm-hmm. And none of us at that time knew that you were going to sign that day. You know who the person was that drove in right behind me? It was that beautiful orange Porsche years. Yes, and I and I tell a story all the time where it's like, one, I think that's like the embodiment of like you in a nutshell. But that was in what, March, February? Like Yeah, March. Yeah, 11. yeah, exactly. 11. And it's like, like to your point, like when you have the routine and you know what works, it's like it doesn't matter if you're playing on Sunday or not. Like you gotta stick with what works for you. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, and I try to tell the young guys that all the time and even the older guys, like, um, having a, having like vets, I've had multiple vets this offseason come up to me and not only like ask for advice, but like, you know, they've talked to me and been like, bro, like I, like I truly appreciate you for like helping me out with this certain thing because I've been in the league eight, nine years and I've never even thought about it that way. And like, that's the coolest thing for me. Like I, obviously like I do it for myself to be at my best to, so I can help the team. And that's, you know, that's my way of helping the team. I got to be at my best, but like when you could, you know, pass it down to your teammates and like show guys like, listen, I used to be right here and I'm telling you I did this every single day for the last two years and it's taken my it's changed my whole life it's changed my kids future kids life like you can change everything um just by you know sacrificing and like now like you talked about like even in the off season it's like okay I got there's a lot of guys you get paid you get your contract and now it's like yeah you can chill now like I there's so I've seen it so many times and you hear stories and like okay he got paid and he chilled and he just kind of coasted the rest of his career. And you know what I mean? Like, that motivated me. Like, just – and I kind of make it up in my head, like, how people are looking at me. Like, that's how what, what motivates me. I'm like, okay, I got paid. And I even – I've had an old coach <laughs> call me in the offseason. He's like, so, like, you know, have you kind of – what's – is your routine the same? Are you, like, kind of eating, you know, whatever you want? Now I'm like, what? And they kind of piss me off. I'm like, no, like, I'm going even harder than I was a year before. So, like – that's what kind of motivates me because 
there's either one way or the other. Like you can go and okay, you did, you got your contract, you got it. You know, agents tell you this, coaches tell you this. You're playing to get to that second deal. Like, no, I don't care about all that. Like that's amazing, of course, I want that, but like it's so much bigger for me. Like I, I, I care about my legacy more than anything on this planet and what I give back to people. Um, and especially just being a Raider Nation, like I've, I've been, it's been, I'm going to my fourth year now and it's like, I feel like I've been here my whole life. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm part of the family and uh, I just want to keep, you know, setting my legacy and setting the standard every day, not only for, you know, my teammates, but like my coaches as well and, and everybody. I just want to be the best version of Max Crosby that I can be every day because I know that's going to help this team get to where we want to go. You know what's wild is that you're saying, oh, yeah, when I'm talking to the young guys, like, I still think of you yeah. as, like, a young dude. You know what I mean? I like, know. I remember you walked into the 1220 or the skinny dude from Eastern Michigan, you know, had a, few, a little less ink on the arms and, and not as much body art. But I was like, it's wild to think that, like, this is year four. Like, you're a legitimate bona fide veteran player now. I know. It's weird. And I... I, I feel like that too sometimes. Like I feel like a, I hear my like I'll watch, I'll watch an interview of myself talking or something. I'm like, damn, I, feel, I sound like an old man. <laughs> but it's just like I, I feel like I just my story's been a little bit different. Like I really had to grow up fast, and I lived a crazy life at a young age. So it's like I've I feel like I lived three lives already. You know what I mean? And it's crazy to say, but like I've really been through so much at such a young age that it's like I'm just turned 25, but I. I've I've got a ton of wisdom and I've learned so much and I've been on the other side and been on the you know the the hard side of it. I've been we're like okay, I'm I don't even know if I can play football and like I've been there. So, you know, for me like I never really had a guy like that when I was young or even in college like I never had someone to look up to me and like grab me and be like no, you're tripping, bro. I never had that yeah. and it's like now like I look at it and I feel like everybody has a purpose and like you know, God works in mysterious ways and I feel like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do and God put me on earth to do. And it's like, I I wake up every day, even though when it's hard and I, I it's like the 6 a.m. in the off season when I'm like, damn, I could really chill and nobody would say, you know what I mean? Yeah, no one would know. Nobody would know. Literally no, no one would know. No, but Nine it, people in this building. <laughs> exactly. No one would know. But like for me, that's, that's what, um, you know, that's why I, I think like higher power wise, like I, I know there's somebody looking at me and I'm looking like internally, I know I'm not going to be happy with myself if I'm not, doing everything I can to be my best because I don't want to look back and be like, damn, I remember, you know, after I got paid, I was, you know, I started sleeping in now. Like, I didn't sleep in last year. Why would I sleep in now? Why would I, you know, so it's just, you know, continuing to sharpen, you know, sharpen the sword and just just be the best version of me. And, and all that work ultimately comes to fruition on a game day, right? Like, that's why, you know, you have all these, you know, these 18 days or, you know, hopefully a lot more this year of days where you're like, hey, I get to go out and, and do my thing. And yeah. so going into week one now, like, what does Saturday night look like for Max Crosby now? Getting ready before, you know, you're in the team hotel, but like, what is the, the, the kind of night of, of Saturday look like for you? Yeah, honestly, on Saturdays, like, I really just try to, you know, we we have like early like meetings. Uh, they're usually like nine or ten or something. We meet for like hour and a half, whatever. Then we're off the rest of the day. Then we have like night meetings, seven thirty, eight thirty, and then you get to go to the hotel. So for me, um, I really just try to relax. Like I really don't try to overanalyze, overdo it. Like because I know every day during the week and every day in this off season, I've been working to get to this point. So like. Every day before I got a big game or something like that, I try not to over, you know, overcrowd my brain with, oh, I didn't need to worry about this and this for me. It's just like I, I put in the work. 
now it's like, all right, I'm ready. Like, so I make sure, and, it, and it's not saying like, okay, I just disregard no, it. It's like, sure. I make sure I put in all that work. So on Saturday, like I can relax and okay, I'll look at the iPad and just watch a couple of, a couple snaps and get my mind right and make sure I got all, you know, the little things I maybe have questions on, you know, covered up. But yeah, it's really just about relaxing and like, if there's a fight on Saturday, like there's Nate Diaz is fighting Saturday, I'm watching Nate Diaz fight. <laughs> I need that. I want to see Nate go out there and put on a show like that. I I love watching stuff like that. But it's always like sports based, like either from competitive wise, like I'm playing 2K against my brother because I know competitively I'm trying to win and I truly care about winning. So like I'm always just trying to crowd my brain with just like competitive and like top line, you know of sports in general, like last dance. Like I've, I've watched the last dance like three, four times now. Cause I just love seeing that. And I know I, like if some other human could do that and like compete at that level all the time for that long. Like I know I can do it. It's just, it, it's not easy, but like, <laughs> that's for me. I need to fill my brain with like stuff like that and just relax. It's, it's, it's the best. You, you know, talk about just being a competitor and being competitive by yeah. nature. And, and, you know, the, the past four weeks of the preseason, right? Obviously, didn't see a ton of Max Crosby. But one thing yeah. that I did appreciate immensely <laughs> is, dude, you got the eye black on, you're smeared. I know you weren't working a sweat, working up a sweat that much. But by the end of the fourth quarter, I see it. It's it's running like oh, yeah. it was. Uh, I I did appreciate that the optics, at least from the outside. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this guy's not gonna go out there and play. But you had, dude, you put on a great show. You did. No, you have to, and that's. And that's the other thing, like routine. Like I talk about routine all the time. And you can <laughs> you can ask some of the rookies, like Darius Butler and all them. They look at me like I'm crazy, because I'm even in the preseason games. Like I have a routine. I'm doing my stretch with Rick an hour before the game. I'm going out doing my pre-workout, um, my pre-game workout on the field by myself. I'm getting in the cold tub, hot tubs in the stadium right after the game. Even in preseason, I wasn't playing. And guys are like, "Why are you doing? Like just go home." I'm like. I'm not changing. I don't give a damn. I'm getting ready for the season. I'm mentally just so it's not like when I show up in week one. It's like okay, now I got to do this. It's like no, I've been I've been doing that. Speaking so that's just kind of how I, how I operate. Even the high black, yeah. the same thing. Like <laughs> I'm just mentally preparing myself. So when I get out there, it doesn't seem any different. Uh, speaking of our guy there is Butler though. We got yeah. Eastern Michigan, Arizona State coming up in two weeks. Yes, we do. Has the friendly? I'm gonna put the heavy emphasis on friendly. <laughs> yeah. Has the heavy uh, trash talking begun yet? No, it hasn't. Um, but I'm definitely. I'm glad you reminded me because, uh, yeah, we definitely gotta. Um, we gotta talk about that. Yeah, sure. I think so. I think that's Absolutely. a conversation that you and Darius probably need to have sometime in oh, the no. next seven to ten business days. <laughs> yes. But uh, you were talking about the the kind of pregame and your routine and, and everything that goes into it. And mm-hmm. I think there's such a natural excitement going to week one, right? Like this is the first time we're doing it for real. But like mm-hmm. come next weekend, and not to look too far down the road, but like next weekend is the home opener, right? It's yeah. it's a different kind of beast, right? You get to really play in front of the fans, and I have a feeling there's gonna be a lot of silver and black fans in LA this weekend. But I, dude, we talked about it before. One of my favorite moments of the entire season, and we only get it like four or five times, is the Max Crosby run out, the arrow, the gladiator. Dude, it is the, I kid you not, like, and these guys have heard me talk about it before. It is my favorite thing that we do on a game day, and it's not even close. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, lo- I love hearing that because I love that moment too. Like just coming out the tunnel, it's everything I dreamed of. Since I was a kid, everything I think, of, all the hard work, like you think about that stuff as a kid, you look up and you see Ray Lewis or, you know, those guys run out the tunnel like, damn, like imagine that. And now like I could really do that. And like it's it's honestly it's crazy. And I always, you know, the fans are the best. And I, I love I love the Raider fans, the good and the bad that comes with it. Um, and then just in that moment, it's just like 
boom, I'm coming out and I'm ready. Like, like I'm about to, it's like gladiator type yeah. stuff. Like I'm about to go out there and I'm going to put my body on the line for all of y'all. Like everybody in that stadium watching me, y'all can count on me. I'm going to go literally put everything I got you know, into this game and help us win. And that's why I think there's such a love affair between you and the fans, a, a very, you know, two-way street. I think that there's a lot of appreciation from them to you, and I know you back to them. But we've taken up enough of your time. Before we get out of here, though, I told you, Will Compton, we got the girl dad hat on right now. Yes. Our friend Will Compton joining us for four, I believe, post-game shows this year. Yeah. I'm going to try to keep him in line, but I, I don't know. Do, I, do we have any tips of how I can keep comp in line, how I can keep playoff Willie uh, playing within our, uh, our, our sandbox here? Well, Will's been kind of a wild cannon over the last 6 to 12 months. Yeah. So <laughs> his tweets are getting a little bit more out there. He's, he's getting crazier, and, you know, I got mad at him. I was like, bro, you got to take that down. Yeah. I was like, you're tripping, bro. <laughs> but it is what it is. That's Will. You know, Will is, Will is my guy. I love him to death. He's going to do an incredible job, but – there is one thing. He's going to have to really decide. You know, now he's getting on the Raiders show. There's either you're either silver and black to the core or you're, you know, you're, you're not. There's no like, all right, I'm 50% Raiders, 50% Titans. That's not how it works. He's got to commit. And I called him out about this too. I said, listen, you're either, you're either all in or you're all out. So you got you to gotta put him on the spot and really, really make him, you know, share his feelings. I, w- I will jam him up about that the first yes. day we have him in studio. I love and it. I will say, though, I have noticed that, and you're right, the man is getting wild on the, on the Twitter sticks. <laughs> yes. But whenever he's in full regalia, right, whenever he's wearing an outfit, yeah. it's always Raider-themed gear. Yeah. Very, very seldom. And this isn't a shot at the, the good people in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Very rarely is it is it Titans gear that he needs. He's always in the silver and black. Well, yeah, just in general, silver and black, you, you can't go wrong. You know, I, I wear a black T-shirt, I think, 98% of the day, so... It just, you know, it's just easier, easier way to live. So, you know, Will's my guy. I love him to death. And he's always just Will Compton. Yeah. So, you know, I appreciate him for that. Very well said. He is just Will Compton. And you are just Max Crosby. But so much more than that, dude. It's so good to hang out with you. Uh, we don't do this nearly enough. But now that you're locking in, uh, I'll see you in a few weeks. Good luck on Sunday. I'll see you later this week. And uh, go, go do your thing this weekend, all right? Yes, sir. Appreciate you, brother. And a big shout out to our guy, Max Crosby, wishing him the best of luck on Sunday, as well as throughout the entirety of 2022. And just in life, man, going to be a dad soon. Got a lot going on for Max Crosby. So wishing him and uh, health and happiness and let's call it 55 sacks this year. So uh, before we get out of here, though, I was thinking about this uh, last night, my random kind of like shower thought. And when we were back in the Bay Area, me and my guy, KMM, the great Kyle, Kyle Cannon, Booby Cartwright Martin, used to play this game. And we would just say, the Raiders are going to win if, and then you fill in the blank, right? And in the spirit to, to honor his legacy, to honor his memory, he's still very much alive and healthy. He just doesn't work here anymore, which bums me out. He's doing his thing at 2K, though. He's crushing it. Shout out to Booby one time. But in order to honor him, I was like, you know what? I think we should bring that back this year. I think it's a, it's a nice little way to, uh, you know, Fodder conversation for sure, but to just think of an old pal. So today, we begin week one. And I'm going to say this. The Raiders will win on Sunday if the offensive line holds up. Cop-out answer. I know. I know. Week one. Wah, wah. But really, I do, I do think it, it comes down to that in so many ways. I am very confident in this team, in the grand scheme of things, Right. I think this offense is going to be great. 
I think they're going to have the ability, they have the ability, I should say, to put up points in a variety of different ways, a ton of different ways. They can be uh, a chameleon in so many senses, right? You want to dominate the line of scrimmage, you want to run the ball, great. We have 74 backs on the, on the roster who can do that. You want to spread it out, you want to go five wide, you want to have a little college, a little Texas Tech, yeah, we got the, we got the offensive skill players to do that. You want Devontae Adams to just go out there, put him on an island, and say, go to work? You're getting 25 targets today? Yeah, Raiders can do that too. They can do so many things on the offensive side of the football. But all of those things are predicated on the offensive line holding up. Now, I might be a little more bullish on the offensive line than some people simply because I believe Colton Miller is an all-pro level type left tackle. I think Andre James is going to be even better this year than he was a year ago. But I think it's fair to say as we get ready for this weekend, as we get ready for week one, there's still questions, and that's not a bad thing. There are questions. But if, I, but if the offensive line can hold up, if they can do their thing, this Raiders offense goes from, oh, man, they can be pretty good, to, oh, boy, they are a problem, scary good for the NFL. So all eyes are going to be on Jermaine Illuminor, who is, we're assuming is going to be the, the presumed starter at right tackle. But my, my words of wisdom are this. I don't even know if they're wisdom. My words of let's all relax are this. An offensive line is made up of five players. It is not made up of one guy on an island, right? That's the beauty of the big fellas up front. Five guys, one unit, got to move, breathe, eat, and dominate as one. So a lot of eyes are going to be on Jermaine, and I get that. But this is a collective effort from the big fellas up front. So if they, can, if they can hold up, if they can make life at least a little harder for Joey Bosa and Khalil, I like where the Raiders are going to be. Now, that is no easy task. Joey Bosa is one of the premier edge rushers in this game, and I don't think we need to go into how good of a football player Khalil Mack is. I think all of you guys that listen to this podcast have seen firsthand how good he can be when he is right. But you put look at them together, and that is a really good tandem, a fantastic tandem. Now, don't get it twisted. The Raiders have a pretty good one of their own on the other side of things. Our pal Max Crosby, who you just heard from, uh, and Chandler Jones. I mean, it's kind of pick your poison. It's, it's dealer's choice of what you prefer in terms of edge rusher tandems. But the Raiders have a really good one, too, and the Chargers offensive line is going to have a heck of a time stopping those dudes. And historically speaking, I mean, you look at the bat, you know, kind of take away maybe that COVID year. But historically speaking, the Raiders have, in the past decade or so, traditionally had a really stout offensive line. I mean, you look at that, that 2016 season, which I know i got to put it all in the jar because we have moved past that in a big way. But you look at that offensive line, arguably the best offensive line we have seen in silver and black in a really, really long time. The 2017 offensive line, also really good. 2018, the same deal. I mean, with Rodney Hudson and Gabe and all those guys and a lot of fate, Donald Penn from the program, like a lot of guys who aren't here anymore, the Raiders always had a stout offensive line. Chargers can't say the same thing. That's not a shot at them. That's just reality. And so I, I think for me, if the Raiders' offensive line, particularly on the right side, can hold up, if they can give Derek time to operate, if they can clear out some, of the, some space for Josh and, and Britton Brown, and Jakob, and uh, who else am I forgetting? You know, all the, the 74 other backs that are on this, uh, Zamir White, right? 
if they can just give them a little room to wiggle, if they can give them a little room to, to do their thing, I like the Raiders' chances. I really do. But it's a big question. It's a question that we will have answered in some way, shape, or form on Sunday. But is it, que- it is a question that we were going to we gonna keep asking it. We are going to learn more and more and more about over the next couple months. But I cannot wait. Time to crack a cold one and get out of here. It's been a good show today. Strong show today. We got a lot of stuff to do. It's a busy day here in the uh, in the building. But I can't get out of here before I crack an ice cold bruchacho. And once again, it brings me great joy to crack an ice cold brewski for drumroll, please. Your Las Vegas Aces, who have advanced officially to the WNBA Finals. As we record this, they are waiting, sitting back here in the desert, a cooling down desert and waiting to see who they are going to face. Game 5 of the WNBA Semifinals, the other bracket, I should say, uh, kicks off tonight, or tips off tonight, my apologies. The Connecticut Sun and the Chicago Sky. So they are going to go toe-to-toe this evening for the right to take on your aces. And man, exciting. Exciting for the for this organization, obviously. Exciting for the aces. Uh, and exciting for the city here, man. It, it's been really, really cool to see how much this city has, has kind of rallied behind the aces as they go on another long playoff run and uh i can't wait cannot wait to see who they're gonna they're gonna take on in the finals and uh, it'll be a lot of fun to watch them over the next uh i don't know call it 10 days or so as they as they go for their quest for the first championship for the las vegas aces so very exciting congratulations ladies keep doing your thing all of us here in this building are are cheering you on and pulling pulling for you in the best of ways and it's time to get out of here like i said Good show today. Strong show, but many things to do. No time for shenanigans. We got to keep it rocking. Uh, One thing, though, I will say, quick programming note, is we are now shifting into regular season mode for the fifth quarter, which means friend of the program, Jason Fitz, is back. You're getting Eddie and Fitz again for eight, and I'll give a little little tease. So we're going to have Fitz again for eight, or I think it's nine, however the every other calendar situation worked out. But in between the days when we got to give Fitz a day off, because let's not forget, he's got a real job. He does a lot of things for ESPN. This is a guy who seemingly will not rest between now and the Super Bowl. So we got to give him a few days off. But I'm excited because on those days off, we are going to hear from two former Raiders, two guys that I am just stoked to not even reconnect with, because I think as I've stayed, stayed in touch with them since they stopped playing here. Bryce Butler and Will Compton are in the mix. Big names in 2022, and it is going to be so much fun, man. Fifth quarter coming at you post-game this Sunday. It's a road game, so we'll be here in the beautiful, uh, the beautiful studio here at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, and I will be here. Fitz will be at his home in Bristol, but it is going to look and sound and feel seamless and like we were there. So... Make sure you lock in with us. Uh, If you subscribe to the Raiders Podcast Network, you will get that in your feed automatically. But if you haven't done that, go do it. But also find the Fifth Quarter channel on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We are going to have a blast all year, and the party starts on Sunday evening. So, Freddie Pascal, our guest this week. Max Crosby, my man Ray on the ones and twos, and everyone back in the control room who helps keep our operation afloat. We thank you, thank you, thank you. Buckle up, Raider Nation. It is going to be fun. I cannot wait. 
get some uh, get some rest in between now and Sunday because we are going to need it when your Las Vegas Raiders open the season this Sunday, 125 against the Los Angeles Chargers, and we are going to break it all down post-game, and then we will see you guys next week, same time, same place, for our next episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network.